You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2-1. And Kemp drives this one deep to right field and sends back Santander at the wall looking up. See you later! Into the second deck for Tony Kemp, and this game is tied at three. Boy, a blast from Kemp to right field and a huge one for the Astros. A real pick-me-up. All right, let's go down now to the Astros' dugout. Where we're joined by Tony Kemp. And Kemp with the home run that tied this game in the fifth inning. Two-run shot in the fifth inning. What is it, four of your last five hits have been for extra bases. Seeing, seeing some power from you the, the last last several days. Yeah, just trying to make some good adjustments in the cage. And, uh, you know, it's a testament to our hitting coaches for working with me and uh, you know, start off to a to a slow start, but you know the boys have been picking it up. You know, I was at 25 innings in the last two days, so uh, we've been playing good baseball. Just got to keep grinding it out and uh, play baseball how we know. Hey Tony, you got a little sneaky backspin, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, you know some outfitters take some weird routes in my ball. I think it carries a little bit. I think I had, you know, Hanniger in in Seattle. Um, you know, Oakland, just, Oakland, we saw it as well. Yeah, Robbie Gross. I'm just trying to hit the baseball. Hey, and, and how about what the Astros were able to do? I mean, think about all the, the performances tonight. Tino Perez, three innings, retires all nine. He faces his first appearance in yeah. the big leagues this year. And, and then yeah. Robinson Torinos didn't homer tonight, but yeah. still came up with a big hit. Yeah, I think that, you know, this team just grinds it out. Uh, you know, no matter who comes up, uh, you know, most of the guys that are in AAA are big league ready. And uh, definitely showed tonight. CNL did an amazing job keeping his composure with the almost sellout crowd and he uh, he had good composure out there throwing 95 97 and uh, he was putting the ball where he wanted to and we played some good defense behind him and uh, you know new day tomorrow. Yeah, It's amazing so much power can come from someone yep. so slightly built He's just very quick twitchy Perez can't weigh more than a buck 70 he can really bring it fans imploring Perez to finish off this inning 3 3 ball game two out top of the ninth. 2 2. Did he go around? He sure did. Couldn't hold up on the slider. And it's a 1-2-3 inning for CNL Perez in his first big league outing of 2019. Third inning of work for Perez. Santander's two for four tonight. The kick and the pitch. And that's driven out in the center. Going back on its straw. Waiting for it. And he puts it away. One out. Three two. This ball's lined in the left. That is right at Fisher. He barely has to move before making the catch. Two out. Payoff pitch. That is hit sharply into the shift on one hop fielded by Bregman and he'll throw to first in time inning over three perfect innings out of the bullpen for CNL Perez bottom of the 11th we go Astros three Orioles three tenth pitch to Yuli and that is lined through the left side of base hit playing deep is Wilkerson over quickly to cut it off to hold Guriel to a single fun to watch wasn't it sure was good battle both pitcher and Hitter doing a great job, and Yuli outlasted him. Burrell will get the running start off first. Another 3-2. And that is lined down a left field line. That's headed for the corner. It's a base hit. Guriel is racing for third. Guriel is racing around third. The relay to the plate by VR. The slide. And save. Save. Guriel had the hand in there. And the Astros win it in the bottom of the 11th. 4-3. to Torinos rips one into the left field corner. And Guriel was able to score all the way from first base. Guriel, when did he touch the plate? I tell you, he snuck it in between his his legs. Yeah. Did he get the hand in? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He did. And the call is safe. 
Astros win it. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros play the second game of a three-game series against the Baltimore Orioles. Astros took the series opener in 11 innings, 4-3 yesterday. Robinson Chirinos, the walk-off RBI double in the bottom of the 11th, as Tony Kipp and Josh Reddick added home runs. And the Astros have won two in a row in seven of their last eight. Orioles have dropped three straight and five of their last six. Astros 44 and 21, first in the AL West, 10 games ahead of the Rangers. Orioles are 19 and 44, last in the American League East, 20 and a half games behind the Yankees. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. While making his first start of the season, Framber Valdez, but no stranger to starting. Five starts with the Astros as a rookie last year, and he's done a nice job out of the bullpen and getting an opportunity now in the rotation. He has, but I'm nervous about this start. You know, you just never know what you're going to get from Fromber as far as throwing strikes and uh, on a game where the Astros really need some length. I mean, yeah. He threw 65 pitches and four scoreless against Seattle five days ago, but uh, you need somebody to go six seven innings in this game to keep guys out of the bullpen from, from being overtaxed and getting hurt. So, so I don't know. You know, Valdez is certainly capable. He's very talented, and, and I trust him maybe in another game outside of this one, but uh, uh, he's certainly capable of, of pitching a great game. Certainly is. And meanwhile, uh, Andrew Kashner getting the ball for the uh, Baltimore Orioles and a native of Montgomery, Texas, went to TCU, 5.04 ERA and 12 starts so far this year. Yeah, started his career as a reliever, and he's been a starter for the last five or six years right now. And uh, quite frankly, he's got – been hit pretty hard this mm -hmm. year. The hard hit percentage this year is higher than it's ever been in his career. And maybe uh, stemming from maybe a, a little change he's made, he, he was a two-seam fastball pitcher, more sinkers, and, and he was really good with that, I thought. And, uh, but he's changed. He's bought into the, the four-seam fastball philosophy, so he's using more four-seamers and change-ups these days. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, we talked about it last night. This is an Orioles team. While they've struggled, for whatever reason, they've been really good in the first inning. Uh, at or near the top of baseball in terms of runs scored, OPS, batting average in the first inning of ball games. And we saw last night able to get a couple of runs off of Garrett Cole in that first inning. So, when you think about the fact that the Astros need some length out of Fromber Valdez today with how much their bullpen has been taxed, and it's going to be really imperative to, to get through that first inning. Yeah, well, you can't give them the free pass. You yeah. know, they'll take advantage of it. Trey Mancini, who hits always in the first inning, he's their second hole hitter in tonight's ball game. third yesterday. Uh, he's a real good RBI man. So uh, first batter of the game, we'll just go right to the very first one and maybe have Stubbs, the catcher for the Astros tonight, set more down the middle. They just let that ball spray and – uh, keep it in the strike zone and, and make them earn their way on. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Alex Centrone, Astros hitting coach. And uh, Astros had a, had a long day, their last day in Seattle with the 14-inning with the game over five hours and uh, the long travel day coming back to Houston and get back to the ballpark till about 2, 2.30 in the morning. And I don't, I don't know that people always realize who watch what, what a toll that takes and how, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to taper back a little bit with your pregame work the next day, right? 
Yes, you know, like you say, it was a long day, but the good thing about it, we won that game, so it's a happy flight coming back home. You know, AJ's really taking care of the guys, you know, telling to throw today a little more later than usual. And, you know, it's optional hitting. I think those veteran, especially the veteran guy, will take care of themselves in the cage, just take it easy, just get ready for the game, just kind of do that routine over there, just, you know, the, the pre-workout stuff, tea, you know, soft toss, machine. Some of the younger guys will come and hit on the field just for 15 minutes. Some of the guys who's hurt, who are hurt, they're going to come out and hit as well. So, you know, AJ kind of back up a little bit and give some guys some rest and breathe and it should be fine. Is that one thing that you've seen really change since in your time in the game when you think back to when you were a player is that there's more of an appreciation for, for the rest that guys need and, and, and maybe taper down on some of the pregame stuff sometimes? Yeah, of course. I think, you know, the game has changed a little bit more and um, the facility that we have to just come here and, you know, we can do more things. We have two cages, we have two machines, you know, two hitting coaches before it's only one hitting coach in right. the past and all of that have changed. So, you know, they take care more of the body as a player. Um, it's really hard when you come play every day for, you know, six month plus playoffs. So, hey, you can understand that for the past year that, you know, this thing always been in, in the hunt to the playoffs. So he wants to make sure the guys are healthy and 100% with energy when October hits. And um, you know, like you say, it has changed a lot. And it's really a good way to take care of the, the players. I think, you know, they appreciate that more. And, uh, you know, sad that it didn't happen in the past. Yeah. But, um, you know, it happened right now. And I'm part of era, so I'm enjoying it. I want to ask you about Michael Brantley, one of the, the newer players on this Astros team. It's been so consistent. It's been at or near the top of the leaderboard and hits all year, among the leaders in batting average all season. What have has impressed you the most about watching Brantley as he goes about it day to day? His routine, you know, haven't changed since day one spring training. He does the same thing over and over and over, over and over. He's a perfection guy. He wants to be perfect in everything he does, even in the cage. All his workout, he knows when he do something wrong in the cage and go over there and fix it. It's like if I do three swings bad in the row, something's wrong. You know, usually I can have one and then he goes consistently hit 15 in a row, perfect. Or he goes two and then he goes back and hit 10 in a row, perfect. So this guy works really, really uh, consistent. In what he's focusing his hands, his work at is the T work. That's all he does. That's it. You know, but in practice outside, but he's a really professional hitter. He know what he's doing. He have a plan. He study a lot. He's always prepared. He's smart. He know what he wants to do in the butter box. He make adjustment over there. He's in a hole in the left side. He can shoot the ball there. Yeah. And this guy is a professional hitter. It's like it's amazing. It's been a really good addition to our ball club. You know. In and off the field too, you know, clubhouse great guy and taking care uh, a lot of George Springer. You know, having George a routine coming outside and hits almost every time when he was healthy. So that's really good. You talk about Brantley rubbing off on Springer in, in that routine that Brantley has. Do you see that rubbing off on, on other guys as well? Just seeing his preparation and, and seeing that his attention to detail. Yeah, a lot of the guys want, want to watch him hit on the cage mostly, but you know, I think everybody else was. In the routine, they're pretty good. You know, George was kind of like, we understand he was kind of taking care of resting, and he still does. But just kind of go out there and just for a few minutes, five minutes, take ball off the bat and, you know, go and hit body practice, especially first days on the series. It, it will come time that they're not going to hit at all, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think he is fine with, with that, too. It's just like about learning and listening to your body. And, um, well, a lot of guys like to watch Bradley routine in the cage, like camp stuff. The young guys want to watch him. Just, just sit down there and just watch what he does.
over and over and over how perfect he does that. So it's, it's amazing. It's pretty, really impressed to watch him doing his routine. You mentioned Brantley's ability to, to go to the opposite field. Does it surprise you that you still see teams that that will still shift on him from time to time. Maybe it's not as many as early in the year, but you still see it from time to time when he's really good at going the other way. They'll still have that one fielder on the left side. Yeah, it surprised me too. I think this guy can hit the ball everywhere he wants to. Like I say, depending where the pitch is, he can. He see pitch outside. Like he's in Baltimore, really a slider, really a way off the play. He shoot it to the third base line. You know, he can do a lot of amazing things with his with his hands. You know, he can control his hand really well with a. Middle in, away, all speed, fastball. He can turn on, he can hit a homer, he can hit double, he do damage. This guy is impressive. That's why he's hitting three, over 330. And um, I think him him and Breggy being the really consistent hitters in our team and the guy who are the most playing every day. You know, mm-hmm. the other guys were consistent too, but they got hurt. So I think Brantley and, and Breggy and Reddick. Reddick's been hitting three, over 300 the whole year. So those three guys, he's been with, you know, carrying the team up in this past, past month. Alex Centrone, Astros hitting coach. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Welcome back to Astro Launch. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with Jeff Blum, the color analyst on the television broadcast for the Astros. Blummer, the uh, the draft was earlier this week. I just wanted to know what round you got drafted in, and if you have any draft stories about how the negotiations went. <laughs> it wasn't much of a negotiation because I was pretty desperate at the time. Um, I did not get drafted out of high school. Went to UC Berkeley for three years and got drafted the seventh round in 1994. And uh, it's kind of funny. The bullpen catcher for the Baltimore Orioles, who's here now, is the son of the scout who drafted me wow. back in California. So just kind of a weird story in that sense. But uh, it wasn't much of a negotiation because I had three years at Cal. I was burned out. And uh, the thought of having somebody give me a couple thousand dollars to go play baseball was kind of inter- interesting at the time. Yeah. And uh, so I took the chance. And, I mean, literally it was maybe, a, you know, it was a phone call where they said, hey, we're going to give you 40 grand and pay for a year of school. I said, all right, I'm done. Let's, let's go and let's do this. And literally two days later I had a plane ticket going to Burlington, Vermont. I didn't hear anything you said after you said you got burned out after three years of college. Yeah. That was just too much for you? Yeah, it was too much. And I mean, you can use that term burned any way you want, but uh, academically, I was a little bit fried. So to get a chance to go out into the minor leagues, were you just thinking, man, this is going to be glamorous? Oh, heck no. No, I, I knew yeah. that it was going to be ugly. And I, well, all, you know, when we were coming up and everything that we did as far as knowing about minor league baseball, I kept thinking about Butte, Montana. I don't know why, probably because of the way Butte is spelled, that it kind of stuck out to me. But uh, I didn't uh, know anything other than the fact that it was an, a low A team, I think, for the Dodgers at the time. And it was an obscure city. And that's just how I assumed minor league ball was going to be until you get to the show and you get to play in some of the big cities. How long did it take you to get to the major leagues? Uh, four and a half years. I spent a half season in uh, A-ball in the New York Penn League, went to the Florida State League, then went to double-A, and spent a couple of years in triple-A because I had a couple of uh, elbow surgeries when I was uh, in triple-A, and that kind of extended my stay in the minor leagues, and it wasn't until Orlando Cabrera blew out that uh, I had an opportunity in the show. There's, there's been people throughout the years that have asked me, should so-and-so sign, you know, a draftee out of high school, but it's all different for a lot of guys. Depends on when they're drafted, and there's mm-hmm. other circumstances too, right? 
Yeah, obviously the money has changed quite a bit, so you have to take that into account. I know a lot of these, you know, top five picks, <clears throat> top five rounds get a ton of money, and that's life changing for some of these guys, considering some of the situations they come from. But for me, it was a, it was a relatively easy decision because in high school I was six, you know, I was six foot three, six foot four, but I weighed a buck sixty. I turned sideways, and you'd lose me on the, you know, on the street like a fungo. Exactly, that's exactly what I was built like, and uh, I was still developing physically, uh, but it was more emotionally and mentally where. I I think I needed to grow up a little bit. Um, I, you know, a lot of people like you would probably argue the same thing about right now, but uh, it was good for me to go to school. It was good for me to get out of the house and test myself six hours away from home because that was really the first time I had an opportunity to see if I was self-reliant. And I was lucky to be in a great situation. Bob Milano, the head coach at Cal, uh, was hard on me, but just hard enough to where he taught me how to rely on myself a little bit and make adjustments because if I didn't go to Cal, I probably would have never become a switch hitter. You know, if I get put in a system where I was a right-handed hitting shortstop, I might have got lost in the shuffle. So there were a lot of good things that came out of going to school for me. Let's talk about last night's game. In the Astros, last thing they needed was to go extra innings after the 14-inning affair in Seattle. But then here comes a guy from AAA, had a 6 ERA, CNL Perez, <laughs> looked like Ron Guidry out there. I mean, it was unbelievable what he was able to do, three shutout innings, but was throwing gas. Yeah, at first it looked like he was over-boogied a little bit because he was yeah. sweating bullets, he was working fast. And I don't, I don't remember him working as fast as he was last night, but uh, an obvious adjustment for him. But it's kind of crazy to think that you see the AAA numbers and you say, okay, this guy's just up here to fill a spot because uh, the bullpen arms are burned out a little bit. But I love the fact that we get to see a guy like that who maybe not deservingly gets the call up, but comes out and grabs that bull by the horn, so to yeah. speak, and takes advantage of the opportunity. That's what you want to see. You want to see those guys that have the stuff, but also have the mentality and the aggressiveness to go out there and take take a hold of an opportunity that maybe wouldn't have come in a normal circumstance. All right, play GM for a minute. Oh, Talking boy. with Jeff Blum. Uh, what does this team need? And you know, obviously thinking about going to the playoffs and making a deep run. What do you think they need most? Man, what do they need most? Um, I, 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 I'm kind of greedy and I'm offensive, so I think another bat would be great, but I think that's going to come internally with Jordan Alvarez hopefully getting here pretty soon. Um, but if I'm a GM looking at the landscape of what's going on and and how it happened in 2017, I'm looking it up for another rotation arm. I think the back end of the bullpen is, is good enough. I think they're great enough to go out there and close out some tough games in the postseason, um, especially in a condensed series where you maybe lose a guy in a rotation and put a guy in the bullpen so you can get some depth that way. But I would like to see them, if I was GM and had all the money in the world and all the uh, resources at my fingertips, to go out and get a 3-4 guy in the rotation to go behind uh, Garrett Cole and maybe in between Wade Miley. That's been the thing is that the starters, you know, at the back end of your rotation are going out of the bullpens right now. So they got you covered, you know, as far as innings goes or if somebody doesn't go very deep in a, in a given day. And then the other thing in the playoffs is there's those built-in off days, which makes mm -hmm. things a little easier on all your pitching. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I think that's kind of the, uh, you know, A.J. kind of discovered that in the postseason yeah. with the with the Astros in 2017. Uh, he kind of messed with Charlie Morton, not messed with, but he kind of adjusted moving Charlie Morton to the bullpen in the World Series. He moved Lance McCullers into the bullpen in the World Series. And we hear about the piggyback type situation where if a guy starts to falter in the third, fourth inning, mm -hmm. you can bring in a guy who's got who's been stretched out. And you don't have to worry about the number of pitches you're putting on him and maybe the matchups uh, work your way. 
Last thing, can you imagine a better pickup for the Astros last offseason than Michael Brantley and what he's been able to do? No, I, we, we talked about the Carlos Beltrons. We talked about the Brian McCanns in the past and, you know, that stabilizing force that they brought not only to a lineup but the stabilizing force and the understanding of how to go about your work on a daily basis for 162 games. But uh, I love the fact that Michael Brantley looks pissed off every time he's on the field. You know, I know he's having a good time because he's such a good hitter, but that, that workman mentality to go out there every single day and have the same approach and expect success is what I love most about him. And I know it's rubbing off on those guys in that clubhouse because what we don't see is that he's having a blast on this team and it's rubbing off on these guys. got to be. It's fun to win, isn't it? It's always fun to win. It's going to be with you too, Sparky. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.